where nobody knows your name is recorded in front of nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 21. It's 21 already, James? Episode 21, yeah. Whoa, Simon Says. I'm John. But what does Simon say? I'm, J- I'm James. That's that's usually how people start uh, start greeting themselves. I changed the format by getting surprised by Episode 21 already. We must be coming towards the end of the season. Yeah, uh, it's written by Peter Casey and David Lee. And when did it air, John? It aired on the 5th of March, 1987. Good year. It sure has been, because there's been so many good episodes in this season so far. There's someone called Simon in this episode, you can probably tell from the title. If not, then they're just going to play a game for <laughs> 24 minutes. Yeah, as you say, there's a character called Simon. He may say some things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll unpack that later. Before we find out who Simon is, we'll talk about the cold open. Again, a very short one, just like last week. And again with Norman, where we find out that Vera has signed him up to Health Club. And uh, he's been he's been going swimming. That's nice. He does about twenty five in the pool every day. Twenty five laps? No. Whoa! Cannonballs, James. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice cold open. Short, simple, to the point. Still requires a bit of effort, though. You'd have uh, quite a sore stomach, wouldn't you? Cannonballs are when you tuck your knees up, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. I just pictured him sort of uh, planking. <laughs> you don't see it often, but in Olympic dives, when you see people land on their stomach and you hear that audible smack you're going oh i I was picturing normally like a very red stomach after repeatedly hitting the water 25 times we could talk about this all day and i'm sure we actually really probably could but should we get into the episode and find out who this simon is and and what he says who is simon what does simon say (laughs) well he's one of fraser's old colleagues from his days at oxford england he agrees to meet fraser at cheers so it's probably an english person yeah this is, uh, Fraser's friend is called Dr. Simon Finch Royce. <laughs> the writers are going, that's a, that's a typical English name. There's <laughs> <laughs> many words you can get in there. And he's one of the most renowned counsellors in the world for couples. Yes. Played by notoriously English comedian, John Cleese. Yeah. It ain't easy being Cleesy. You've been desperate for that in? I have. He's known for his angry rants, is John Cleese. Yeah, he doesn't get particularly... Uh, on a scale of one to... Full Cleese. One, yeah, yeah, one to full Cleese. I don't think he gets to full Cleese. Six? Seven? Yeah, maybe about that. He, he has a lot to be angry about, and we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he goes whole hog. No, you, ha- you don't see him smacking a car with a branch. Someone who is very impressed by his credentials and knew him by name of Simon Finch-Royce, was Diane, who knew exactly who he was, and was a, a little bit starstruck of sorts. Mm. When he does arrive, various different members of the bar have different reactions to him, but Diane, as normal that happens when one of Fraser's friends visits, she tries to lead the conversation and will try and sit down with them. <sighs> Whereas Cliff's just going, ah, you're a doctor, I know something of, uh, I'm somewhat <laughs> of a scientist myself. <laughs> Uh, and we've seen him interact with doctors briefly on St. Elsewhere in the, that weird crossover they did at the end of season three. Uh, luckily, we still have a, a, a backing laughter and uh, fun times in this one. Carla comes off a lot better in this episode than she does in St. Elsewhere, because uh, in this, she tries to hit on Dr. Simon Finchroyce. I'm going to say his full name all, all the time. And they have a good sort of back and forth of, of sorts. Almost flirtatious. Yeah. There is a kind of weird humour to Simon Finchroyce. He says, have her scrubbed and sent to my tent, which feels a sort of... Yeah, colonial. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. He does weigh in about English to American beer as well. He takes a few swipes, but the person who swipes back, Carla, she says that she has been with an English guy who was so white she kept losing him in the sheets. <laughs> it's funny because we don't get much sun. I think that's uh, where Simon gets a little bit more, not respect for Carla, but he sees that she's quite quick-witted and I think he enjoyed that humour. You could tell with, I think they wrote Simon's role specifically for John Cleese. You could tell it was written for a comedian and an English comedian at that. It was probably going to be one of the Pythons. Where is this on the uh, Cleese timeline? After Faulty Towers, about 10 years after Faulty Towers. Oh, okay. Meaning of Life came out a few years before. What's the first thing you remember seeing uh, John Cleese in? Faulty Towers. My uh, rat race. <laughs> and that was 2000, was it? Yeah, yeah. Let's get back into the bar, James, where uh, Diane is uh, yeah, desperate to get sort of Simon's thumbs up about her and Sam's uh, soon-to-be marriage. And Sam's sort of response is, why do we need to see a marriage counsellor before we even married? He's got a point. Very good point. And Phaedra's like, no, no, consider it my wedding present. He has this sort of slight patter with Simon where he's trying to get a discount by saying, don't give me a discount. He's trying to do a bit of the old reverse psychology. Ah. But that doesn't work on psychologists. No, they're just like, oh, I won't. And he ends up charging Frasier $1,500. Yeah, your Jedi mind tricks won't work on me. <laughs> Simon has the session with Sam and Diane in the office at Cheers, where he asks them quite a few questions. Sam and Diane both independently recite their whole relationship. Diane goes on for a while. Diane begins at the womb. They say you don't have prenatal memories, but I have a distinct in utero recollection of a 4th of July concert my mother attended. There was at least one Susan and then he proposed to me in, of all places, a court of law. <laughs> this time I acquiesced and agreed to become Mrs. Malone, which brings us here today. From there, they have this sort of very long talk, but it ends with Simon asking them some very simple questions. Simple, but deceptively so. Almost like the Voight Kampf test from Blade Runner. <laughs> to see if they're robots. Simple enough questions in terms of understanding the question, but it's their response. Yeah. After the question, Simon deduces that Sam and Diane couldn't be more wrong for each other. Yeah, because they say if you're on your honeymoon and then attractive, like the most beautiful woman ever uh, walks past, Sam, you know, gives her the eye. Uh, Sam, would you tell Diane that you gave her the eye? And Sam goes, nah. Diane, Sam does not satisfy you in bed. Hypothetically speaking, Sam, sit down. Do you tell Sam? She goes, no, not before getting in a jibe of, well, I've never told him before. <laughs> you two should not only not get married, you should never see each other. <laughs> what? Well, I'm sorry to be so blunt, but sometimes a surgeon has to cut in order to cure. Whoa. What's the problem? Well, well there are only one, but there are so many. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I mean... <laughs> First of all, and most obviously, you have absolutely nothing in common. Then on top of that, you have an appalling lack of communication. What about the idea that opposites attract? Ah, the song of the truly desperate. Well, take it from, <laughs> take it from one who has observed dozens of failed marriages. The only thing that opposites attract is divorce. Well, don't wait, don't go. What, what should we do? Well, think yourselves lucky. I mean, you found out now. Save yourself years, perhaps decades, of pain and heartache. Cheerio. Then Simon goes back to his own hotel room and leaves the bar, to which Frasier encourages them to go to his hotel room and show him that you are a good couple kind of thing. 
And after they leave, it kind of does a moment where Frasier is like, I'm going to get my money's worth for $1,500. You know, encourages them to keep talking to Simon. <laughs> and I think it, like, it repeatedly happens, but they turn up at the door. Simon refuses that they are a good couple. They just don't believe him. Well, Sam doesn't care. Well, Diane has this theory that uh, it's a test and if they go and refuse him deeming that they're a bad couple that's them passing the test and that's the first time they arrive they say we understood it's a test we're here to prove that we're a good couple and he goes it wasn't a test bye (laughs) though you can see him getting increasingly irritated diane says we're not going to listen to that sack of fish and chips (laughs) ha there's a lot of uh, british jabs (laughs) (laughs) Fraser calls him a limey bastard (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no i thought it would be one of your favorite episodes but i think i think you were just you know it wasn't it's not been one of my favorite and i think it's because it's quite repetitive in what it does and it doesn't really escalate much further it's just the tale of a psychologist slowly losing his mind (laughs) yeah and uh, they after they've left his hotel they turn up again in the middle of his dinner when he's been reassured that his soup is piping hot and he's about to eat it he seems a bit neurotic where his soup has to be piping hot but the vibe is that he'd already sent back one that was slightly too cold as soon as he's about to eat it sam comes in and diane comes in and sam wants his food yes exactly (laughs) i'll tell you what as season five has been going on more and more i empathize more and more with sam really just caring about eating most of the time <laughs> that just seemed to be his like main catalyst of plot just there's food over there i'll go there yeah i don't blame him <laughs> follow the food the soup's there and yet again diane's protesting and as you say it does get quite repetitive it happens a third time this time is at night and this is where i would have liked to have seen full cleese yeah like probably throwing furniture yeah, limbs everywhere. Because he's very, he's known for being a very physical comedian who does sort of gangly walk across rooms in a fury and even like twitching his face as well. Going like a full crimson in the face there. Yeah, and there, there, was, there wasn't much of that really in this. There was angry dialogue. Yeah. But his limbs didn't, he didn't have limbs akimbo. <laughs> they turn up when he's in mid-sleep, essentially, and again say that they're a better couple, or they're, they're the perfect couple. And he just goes, well, he should have just gone ballistic. He goes mildly angry and says, you guys are the perfect couple, Sam and Diana are the perfect couple, and then screams out the window, no one else should ever consider getting married because the perfect couple has been made, it's Sam and Diane. Let's play the rant. Yeah. Sam, Diane, you two are perfect together. <laughs> I'm sorry I made a mistake, but I now see that you are the most perfectly matched couple on the face of the earth. But why why am I telling you this? Let's let's share it with the rest of the world, shall we? (laughs) Hear this world! The rest of you can stop getting married now. It's been done to perfection. Envy them sofa, envy them chair, for you shall never be as cosy as they, for I guarantee that their marriage will be a total epoch-shattering success, and I stake my life on it! Let me put that on record. I, Dr. Simon Finch-Royce, being of sound mind, declare that Sam and Diane shall be together throughout all eternity, and if I am wrong, I hereby promise that I will take my own life in the most disgusting manner possible. (laughs) Here, take the tape. No, 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 take the whole machine. It's my wedding gift to you. To you, the most perfect couple since the dawn of time. (laughs) I mean, it's 
It's quite clazy. Well, he declares that of sound mind, <laughs> that Samadhan shall be together throughout the all eternity. Uh, he also does say, if he's wrong, that he will take his own life. And he's put this on tape. Yeah, and given them the tape. And he says it's his wedding gift to the two of them and that they are the most perfect couple since the dawn of time. And after this huge rant... Which Diane doesn't see the British sarcasm in. <laughs> after this huge rant, Diane turns to Sam and goes, see, as if they were right to uh, do it. I hope Sam apologised to Dr. Simon Finchroyce for wasting his time and just repeatedly interrupting him. I mean, he, he was there for a reason. I can't remember what his reason was to, to be in Boston. But I presume he had to be up early to like... In a conference or something, yeah, I Yeah, to do something in the morning. But Dan don't care. He went insane. It's not the first person that they've drove insane either, I don't think. I have a habit of doing this. I think it's Diane's fault. <laughs> that was one of his points. The fact that Sam didn't want to be there and Diane did proved that. Bad match. Oh, well, I think it's an interesting episode. Um, uh, I think it would be interesting to see where the next few episodes will go, especially with Simon declaring such a, <laughs> such a, what would you call it? Ultimatum. Such an ultimatum on his own life. Does not bode well for Simon. No. Before we go into trivia, let's talk about the, the actors. John Cleese as Dr. Simon Finchroyce. He was a member of Monty Python and has appeared in The Frost Report, Faulty Towers, Time Bandits, Clockwise, A Fish Called Wanda, the James Bond franchise, Third Rock from the Sun, Rat Race, the Harry Potter franchise, Will and Grace, the Shrek franchise, and many more. Ray Underwood as Busman. This was his last TV and film acting role, but he also appeared in Starsky and Hutch, Chips, Happy Days, and others. Al Rosen is uncredited as Al. Also, John Cleese won an Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. Well deserved. Yeah. Although I think there's been some really good guest casts in this season. We will be able to get into this during our season review when we, we assess who of all of the guest cast we thought were the best. Bibi Newith, I hope she gets some kind of Emmy. Is that the door? It is, James, and that means it's trivia time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick off with a question. How does Simon describe American beer? It's, it, it, I'm imagining he calls it like pale and flat, like a milky bar button. No, he says, we need <laughs> American bile. Wow. And then gets a Guinness. Oh, good choice. You like a Guinness? I like a Guinness, but I can't have more, more than one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Bit heavy. It's not a drink that I could drink more than two pints of it, I think. Yeah, it's a heavy drink. Yeah. And it's not a drink I could mix with another drink either, because it doesn't end well. Now, we know what happened a couple of episodes ago when you had your Guinnessy cider <laughs> cocktail. Ooh, that was not good. What is Diane's recreational reading? I've, I've got this same question for you, James. It's Don... Well, I, w- I wouldn't be able to actually say it. Don Quindnot. Nope. Well, that was close. Donny Q. I got all the letters by Miguel de Cervantes. Don Quixote by Miguel de Cervantes. What a book. Doing a bit of research on this book, James. It's about someone who reads a lot of books. It's about someone who reads a lot of books and wishes to fulfil the fantasy of said books. Yeah. I think there's some semblance with what happens in this episode. Yeah. Don Quixote. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he reads a lot of romantic fiction or romantic chivalrous sort of heroes and wants to be that. And I feel like Diane would quite like Sam to be that, but Sam doesn't really care in this episode. He just wants the food. <laughs> Where did Fraser and Simon go to scholar? Oxford. They were a Rhodes scholar. Rhodes, of course, yes. To which uh, Woody asks, how come the stuff they fill the potholes with is darker than the rest of the road? Woody's asking the big questions. Yeah. 
Fraser replies, I don't know, Woody, I missed that day. Sometimes with Woody, you just have to say, I don't know. Another interesting little tidbit, they play classmates, but Cleese is actually 15 years older than uh, Cozy Grammar. That's interesting, but I guess it's not unheard of. No, it's interesting, yeah. but it's not impossible. What an extra tasty little fact there, James. Mm, tasty little fact for you to snack on, like your Sam, just travelling the world with, with tasty snacks. <laughs> What song do Simon and Fraser sing upon Simon's entrance? They sing, um, I don't know the name of the song. It's the same one that Fraser sings in The Simpsons, that Kelsey Grammer sings in The Simpsons. That's probably right, yeah. It's, uh, well, we'll play the clip. Three little mates from school are we. Bird is a schoolgirl, well, maybe. Filled to the brim with girlish glee. Three little mates from school. What a way to answer that question there. <laughs> we'll play the clip. I don't know, but it's in there. <laughs> Three little maids from school, yeah. And, and he, as such a Bob in The Simpsons, he performs the whole thing on a boat. Yeah, three little maids from school are we, from Gilbert and Sullivan's The Mikado. Simon was Pity Sing and Fraser was Yum Yum. Final question here. What is Diane's earliest memory? It is inside the womb, but I can't remember what happened. She claims it was while she was still inside the womb, and she remembers the Sousa March from a 4th of July festival, or at least claims to. What a memory. <laughs> yeah. That's the last call at the bar. And what an episode. We didn't quite see the full Cleese. No, but we did get an Emmy winning Cleese. Which is almost as good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll return and be smashing the bar up with a branch. We'll, we'll see. But i tell you what, are we, are we going for a Guinness? I think we'll have to go for a Guinness. Lovely. Just a straight Guinness this time. Yeah. None of your cidery additions. But I guess we can toast to Finch Royce and his breakdown. Yeah, and it might be our guest of the month on our newsletter. Yeah, we'll wait out. You can find out if he is by signing up to our Patreon, where we'll have a monthly newsletter. But we do have, as James said, a guest of the month. He's got good stead. There's been some good episodes, though, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So we heard a lot of what Simon says, but what's there left for us to say, John? Except uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. This has been a Cheers Podcast. Mm-hmm.